We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, please give Chris a follow at Crispy272002. You can find me on Twitter at Jakeski52. Chris, we just returned from our annual All-Star Break excursion to Las Vegas. This is your first time out to Vegas. What was the best part? I would have to say going to to Ellis Island, getting the the <laughs> cheap gambling was fun for sure. Mm-hmm. But I did also enjoy finally doing a little touristy thing. And the last night, I did get to actually go out and walk the streets a bit, mm-hmm. and I got to see a bunch of different. Uh, we went to a bunch of different uh, other hotels as well, and all of them have a bunch of casinos everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. it's uh, definitely a different lifestyle in Vegas than oh. it is in anywhere else. Without a doubt, the shameless plug for Ellis Island. The reason we all stumbled across that place is it's the only place, one of the few places actually, that does five dollar blackjack with a three to two payout. Most places that do five dollar blackjack, it's a six to five payout. So uh, if, if, if a lot of people, cab drivers, wondering if we're the locals out there, that's how we ended up at that place. Uh, in case anyone was wondering, my favorite part UFC two hundred. It's got to be that, but. 
uh, let's move on here. we got a baseball podcast to talk about, believe it or not. We were off last week due to the All-Star break. We are now back in action. There's an 11-game slate on Monday. As we typically like to start out here, we're going to talk about some cash game pitchers. Now, there's uh, there's really four pitchers on the top tier. You've got Jose Fernandez. You've got uh, Chris Sale. You've got Corey Kluber. And you've got John Lester here. For your cash games tonight, Chris, what direction are you looking? I'm going to go the top-of-the-line pitcher here. You have uh, Jose Fernandez. He's at 12,000 going into Philadelphia. Uh, he's a pitcher that the strikeout rate of the opposing team generally doesn't even matter. It's it, He's just a guy that can strike out batters regardless of how good they are. And He's had seven or more Ks in each of his last six starts, and the Phillies are mid-pack in strikeouts, so it's not like they're – down below they're not up high but they aren't they're down below at 21 percent so still a decent or 21 percent yeah against right-handed pitching and uh Fernandez gives you double digit strikeout potential as well he's a guy that has reached 12 or more strikeouts in three of his last 10 starts and the Phillies lineup certainly doesn't pose a huge threat so I'm looking at those. You look at. I'm. I'm really more worried about the weather in Philadelphia than I'm mm-hmm. worried about the Phillies in Philadelphia. So, and you have a pretty good shot at the win there with, uh, with Fernandez and the Marlins at minus one ninety seven favorites in that game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, Chris. I do like Fernandez normally, but. This is a road start for Fernandez, okay? And and this is actually a point at a $12,000 price point where I'm thinking I'm going to fade him. You know, the weather does play a little bit of a factor. We've got five games with right around a 50% chance of rain, so we'll look at that a little bit. But it's Fernandez on the road. I actually really like Aaron Nola, who, who he's going up against. It's a surprisingly tough pitcher matchup. So even though the win and Vegas and everything suggest Miami's win probability is huge, uh, I, I think Nola's pretty good. His his FIPs over a, a run and a half under his actual ERA here, and he's been a little bit of a bad luck victim lately, but I think he gets it together and poses a very tough matchup for Fernandez. And with that, with being that uh, outside of Marlin Stadium, it might be a little tough, but of course I know because I'm dogging Fernandez today, he's going to come out and strike out 15. That seems to be how it goes here. But uh, if I had to pick my guy, I'm going to go Corey Kluber at Kansas City here. There's a lot of different reasons for that. Let's start with the win probability here. Uh, Kluber and the Indians are minus 154 road favorites, so he's got a pretty decent matchup against Edinson Volquez. I'll take uh, I'll take Volquez as my opposing pitcher over Nola just about any day there. Uh, uh, he's got a higher ERA and uh, not necessarily the fifth to back it up here but there's a lot going on here in the last 14 days I like to sort by team weighted on base percentage the defending World Series champions are actually the third worst in that category so uh, they've got a lot of backup types going on relying on you know your your Chesler Cuthberts and your Whit Merrifields and uh, your your Eibners those types of players Alex Gordon hasn't quite gotten it together yet so they're not going to strike out a ton but I do like Kluber here a lot better than most so I think there's a lot of room for profit at $10,600 here. So in my cash games, I'm going to stick to Kluber. I could even see using Kluber in tournaments because I do see where a lot of the money is going to be on Jose Fernandez tonight. But that's just the way I see it playing out. Uh, DVR was a big fan of Lester this morning. And uh, I mean, he can always make a case for sale too, but he's got a road start and against the Mariners. And you know how I mentioned team weighted on base percentage. The White Sox just aren't scoring him any runs. So it's, it's going to be tough to count on support, even if he is going up against... Wade LeBlanc in Seattle here but let's take a move over to the hitter side Chris um, let's start out with stacks let's talk about stacks before we break it down position by position 
Of course, the Coors Field game, uh, 11 and a half over under here. But don't forget about the Twins and Ricky Nolasco at the Tigers and Matt Boyd. There's a 10 over under there. Then you've got Orioles, Yankees, and Braves and Reds both have an over under of nine. Uh, Do you have any particular stack that uh, stands out for you today, Chris? The particular stack that I'm looking at, there's a couple, mainly the Rockies and the Tigers. Those two really stick out. It is the mm-hmm. two top two games. So those are obvious. But I also did have a couple pieces in, in that Orioles-Yankees game. I like some hitters on both sides of that matchup mm-hmm. as well. So the, really, the top three are the ones that stick out to me. And I, I did actually even have a couple Reds in there. Without even knowing the over-under, I was just looking at a couple Reds that uh, mm-hmm. I stuck in there as well. Yeah, right on. I mean, I, I, I think the Orioles are going to be a popular stack. They're going to be a little bit of a safer stack today. You've got uh, especially uh, those lefties here going up against Nova here. So there's a lot uh, a lot to like with the Orioles, but you also can't really deny that uh, the White Sox might have, might be a sneaky stack opportunity there, uh, especially going up. I mean, I mean, Wade LeBlanc's burned me in a lot of stacks before, but I, I mean, the lefty, especially those White Sox uh, right-handers, there's a lot to like in that stack here. But let's get to the position by position here, Chris. Who are you looking at at the catcher spot tonight? Looking at catchers, the two that stuck out to me were Victor Martinez, 3,100 going against Ricky Nolasco. He's at 600 down from the previous day. Uh, he's facing Ricky Nolasco. Uh, the mm-hmm. price is who's just off the DL, I believe, right? I believe so. yes. And then uh, his price has been deflating a little bit because of his recent struggles, and I believe it's uh, time to strike is right now. And he's in the middle of a powerful lineup against a poor pitcher, and he still has an 802 OPS against righties, mm-hmm. and has over a thousand OPS, over 1200 OPS in 14 at bats against Nolasco in his career. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of factors working in his favor there. Another guy like his JT Real Muto at 2900 against Nola. You said you like Nola, but uh, I just like you get a leadoff catcher here. He's, mm-hmm. You can leadoff catcher, sign me up. Who also swipes bags, which yes, is very that's unique. A, yes. He, uh, not only is he hitting 314 on the season, but he provides a little bit of power, not a ton, four home runs, and even some speed on the base pass with nine stolen bases. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's not, which is definitely not typical out of a catcher position, especially. And you're getting him at 2,900 against. A, a pitcher you you did no, mention you you thought Nola it's, t- it's eventually he's going to turn it around but he's he has mm-hmm. been struggling recently and it's a hitter friendly environment there so I I believe that that's a great value at, for mm-hmm. a leadoff catcher yeah it seems like the perfect storm there Chris real quick correction for our listeners I lied about Nolasco he's been off nine days but it was not a DL stint so just going to correct that real quick uh, my catcher as far as that goes I'm a big fan of Matt Weeders tonight and uh, you know you can say what you want about batter versus pitcher matchups but Matt Weeders absolutely owns Ivan Nova it's it, it's scary the amount uh, of ownership there uh, he in 37 at bats which isn't a small sample size one of the better ones to look at on the day he has a 1.211 ops absolutely uh, a stud against nova here actually there are a lot of orioles hitters uh to look at bill trumbo and chris davis are um they're absolutely killing against nova as well only on a slightly smaller sample size but weeders is absolutely owning him at 3500 you do have to pay up for it but i found ways to work kluber and weeders into a lot of lineups tonight we're going to help you find out why here but before we uh go too far into specific lineups here let's move on over to first base chris who are you liking at first base this evening yeah, you mentioned him, uh, Chris Davis at 3,500 against Nova. He's another guy that I feel is a pounce when cold option. He's a little down because of that, because he hasn't been extremely good recently. I could see some high ownership still at this price, 
but uh, for good reason. I mean, they're, they're playing in Yankee Stadium, which is generally uh, favorable for left-handed bats. And he, like you said, he, he owns Nova as well. He has three home runs and 32 at-bats in his career against him. So mm-hmm. he's another guy that I'm really targeting first base. And the other one, very similar in price, is Miguel Cabrera at 3,600 against Nolasco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care how much Miggy or how poorly Miggy's been hitting uh, recently. You're getting a quality hitter against Ricky Nolasco at a, at a decent price. Mm-hmm. I, there's definitely still a lot of value potential in that in that uh, selection. Yeah, a lot of owners are going to have to decide between Miguel Cabrera and Joey Votto tonight, who are very similar prices. Votto has a pretty decent matchup against uh, Whistler. He gets the platoon favorite there, so someone to consider as well. But I think I'm going to be with you there and leaning towards Miggy. Uh, The other one I wanted to bring up, Anthony Rizzo. Now, I know he's got a lefty-lefty matchup going against Steven Matz and the Mets, but because of that lefty-lefty matchup, I know FanDuel really likes to react to that. His price is all the way down to $3,000. So if you can get a solid hitter like Rizzo in the middle of the Cubs lineup, and, I mean, Matz has been a little bit, uh, there's been some variance in his starts, a little bit inconsistent. So really liking uh, Rizzo to save some money at 3000 here. But what about second base? I know a lot of people like to save up at second base. Uh, surprisingly, you've got Jose L. Tuve leading the pack with a $5,000 price tag tonight against Kendall Graveman. Are you paying up at the second base position or are you looking for value? I have a couple options here to highlight both the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. One of them, uh, it's, it's a little more expensive at 3500 Jason Kipnis going against Volquez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a home run and three doubles, seven total hits against Volquez in his career. Uh, I believe that's 17 at bats, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, He's been also been hot at the dish recently, four home runs in the past two weeks, and given his recent production, there's plenty of room for value there at at that uh, at that price tag. So I see that being a good value potentially, and another one going really deep into the barrel. Uh, Jose Peraza's 2200 against Whistler. Uh, mm-hmm. He he has 10 stolen bases and 76 at bats this year. So mm-hmm. uh, he's a guy that can. It's, the question is whether or not he gets on base, but you're paying 2200 for him. If he gets on, you have a decent chance at steals because Whistler has allowed 13 stolen bases this year. And uh, has been was batting seventh in the order the last two days, but you do have to check to see if he's in the lineup mm-hmm. for certain. So there's there's not a guarantee he'll be in the lineup. And uh, the, I think the biggest question mark is whether or not he'll reach base in the game. But considering the price tag, if he does, you have a good chance of steals. I like the potential for some value at that mm-hmm. at that price. Especially if you check the lineup and see that he's early in the order. Now, uh, one of the things that that's going to be dependent on is the health of Brandon Phillips, who uh, has missed the last couple of games. I think it's uh, due to a calf injury, I want to say. Don't quote me on that quite yet. But, yeah, Brandon Phillips has been out. So there's a chance that dude gets back in the lineup. But, uh, but if not, Peraza is almost a guaranteed lock. Also, you could maybe – Slot in Peraza in left field because uh, that's what manager Brian Price has done a couple times. So, man, at 2200 I can think of a lot worse punt plays than that here. Me, I'm uh, very partial to uh, Brett Lowry at 2700 going up against Le- LeBlanc in Seattle. I think that's uh, a key part of any White Sox stack that you need to consider. I'm also... A big fan of Logan Forsythe. He is 4000 but he's a good way to get yourself some Coors Field exposure here on Monday night. Uh, third base is another position where people tend to pay up quite a bit. Uh, do you have any um, a- any recommendations here? Are you paying up? I know me personally, I'm paying up, I'll tell you in a second, but uh, who are you rolling with tonight, Chris? I also want to pay up at the position. The guy I really want is I want Nolan Arenado. He is 4,600, but I need a piece of that Rockies lineup, and he continues to crush, and 
Smiley should obey his wishes again. Uh, he has allowed he allowed three home runs to Baltimore in his last road start and has allowed 20 on the season. So I'm willing to bite the bullet and maybe save a little money at some other positions, but I really like Arenado, and I really I, I do want to pay up in Coors Field against Smiley. So that's I, I don't see, even though he is 4,600, There's I still see room for value in that pick. Yeah, well, Arenado was the guy that jumped out as me too. I think that's about as chalky as it gets right there. I mean, he's I think he's tied for the fourth highest priced offensive player on the slate. But if you look at every set of projections you can find, whether it's Rotowire, Inside Edge, Saber Sim, anything along those lines, he is far and away the top projected offensive player of the night. I'm not quite sure that everybody can be wrong. I mean, I know it's a one out of 162 sample size, so there's always a fluke possibility there. But if you can, I'm going to try to afford Nolan Arenado tonight. If you can't afford him, I'm going to go with uh, Pedro Alvarez as part of that Baltimore Orioles stack here. But, man, if you use Alvarez, Trombo, Davis, and Weeders, uh, that's a beautiful stack in itself. But you can't touch any any of the rest of the lineup. So uh, definitely want to keep an eye on that here. Uh, Moving to shortstop here, there are actually a lot of good value plays at shortstop, at least when I uh, started to go over the slate here. Are there anyone in particular that stands out to you, Chris? Yes, uh, the one that stand, stood out to me the most was Javi Baez at 2,600 going against Mats. He's, uh, Mats is pitching through a bone spur in his elbow, which could always, could always play up, give him some issues. Whether or not it does, mm-hmm. doesn't, I, don't, I don't think it matters too much because Baez has been crushing lefties this season. Seven of his nine home runs have come against Southpaws. He has a threat of both power and speed, and, uh, but you have to take into account that a lefty can limit the stolen base opportunities but uh Baez has a home run and two stolen bases in the past two weeks along with an 823 OPS and he faced Mats once this year and he's he already has homered off him in two hits in three at-bats against him this season so it's it's definitely a very small sample size so you can't really look too much into it but uh I do like Javi Baez that's my favorite value play at shortstop tonight Right on, Chris, especially if he leads off. I mean, with Dexter Fowler out, Joe Madden's kind of bounced around a little bit with who he's been using in the leadoff spot. So Baez did lead off on Sunday. It was only the second time this year. But if Madden liked what he see, saw against Cole Hamels, there's a chance he could do it again. I mean, Zobrist, who had the day off on Sunday, is always another candidate to lead off. So uh, that value becomes even higher potential if you get him in the leadoff spot here the other guy i liked it's uh who dvr and i used as our uh, ralph wiggum chalk play of the day on xm this morning and that is carlos correa because his price is all the way down to 3300 and he gets a pretty solid matchup against kendall graveman and the athletics uh six shortstops are priced higher than correa tonight i think uh you have to go ahead and exploit that and use him Otherwise, if you really have the money, if you use a tournament pitching matchup, for example, uh, or a cheap guy, Trevor Story at 3900 I still think he's pretty underpriced for being at Coors Field and getting Drew Smiley there. So a lot of good shortstop options tonight from top to bottom of the slate here. Now let's look at outfielders here, Chris. Uh, I've seen a lot of decent punt plays, a lot of good middle-tier plays, and of course you can always go after those queer field outfielders, Cargo, Souza. Uh, I don't know if Dickerson will be in against the lefty or not tonight. We'll see, but uh, where are you looking to get value in the outfield this evening? You may not like this because you do like Aaron Nola, but Giancarlo Stanton is still sitting at 3100 against him, and uh, I feel like the price hasn't hasn't been adjusted enough for the recent production he's back in a groove at the plate five home runs in the past two weeks nola has been struggling as i mentioned he's allowed four more 
Bad four luck. or more earned runs in his past five starts. So uh, there's definitely and, and there's also a possible possibility for some a rain delay or two there, mm-hmm. and it could end up forcing Nola to leave. And that Phillies bullpen isn't really that isn't very good either. So mm-hmm. you have a lot of factors I I think that work in Stanton's favor for uh, for Monday's Monday night's game. And another guy I like in that game, same game, same team, Yelich. Same price. Same price, 3100 Same conditions apply. He has a 928 OPS against right-handed. Mostly all of his production has been against right-handed pitching mm-hmm. this year. All seven home runs and all of his four stolen bases have come against right-handed pitching. And he's another guy that's been hot at the dish recently. Still hasn't really – he's not, not as high as some of the other outfield options. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like he's a good one. And then my – Another one I had is Billy Hamilton at 2,600. He's been hitting second recently in the order. He's at 2,600. Whistler, same, another speedster along with Peraza. And he has taken, he has snagged a base in two of the last three games and has had double-digit points a lot recently, so multiple times recently. So I, I do like him. Then the final guy I had mentioned also is Ryan Rayburn, if we're going potentially for the Rockies. Um, he's at 3,500, so you do have to pay up a little bit, but he's, I was looking at the splits of the other Rockies outfielders and they didn't generally favor left-handed probably because Cargo and Blackman are both left-handed, but Rayburn does have an 804 OPS against them and four home runs and 64 at bats this season. So you need to make sure he's in the lineup, but he's a decent option. Yeah. I mean, I have Rayburn in our really deep stake league and I'm really hoping he does something so I can see that there. As far as my outfield picks, the one stood out to me. I mean, you have to make some sacrifices here to get some of those high price pitching in. And the one that stood out to me is Justin Upton at 2,300. I can't believe his price is down that low. I feel like that's a perfect high upside GPP punt play. So I'd go all over him. Another guy that's been struggling, but has some profit potential here. Here. Nomar Mazzara, 2,600 against Nick Tropiano. Shake the dice, see what happens. I think there's a pretty good uh, chance that he comes through there. I also like all St. Louis outfielders here. Uh, I mean, you have to pay up a little bit for Piscotti, but Holiday's down at 3,000. Randall Grichuk's probably my favorite at 2,900, especially if he leads off. He gets the platoon matchup in the leadoff spot. Grichuk did nice things for me in the Rotowire Staff FanDuel Challenge on on Friday, excuse me, and I'm hoping for big things again on Monday night. Well, MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. That is FanDuel.com. Now, Chris, some of those entry fee, $1 entry fee tournaments here are some really big GPPs, and you might need to take some risks to get ahead in this one here. Uh, Wow, you have a really risky play here, so it could be perfect for a GPP. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, everyone likes to stay away from Coors Field, and then rightfully so for the most part, but Tyler Anderson at 6,300 against the Rays, I could see having another good outing. The Rays strike out at the highest rate in the league at 24.7% against Southpaws this year. And they are also fifth highest in that category in the past month at 23.5%. Um, Tampa Bay is also 2-11 and in July. So you have poor hitting leading to a lot of losses there, which gives you a chance. And I believe, as we mentioned before, we like a lot of Rockies hitters tonight. So I believe there's a, a decent amount or a decent chance for some runs, a good amount of run support in that game. And Anderson's been pretty good up to this point in his career. Coming up from the minors, he's finally in the majors this season. Small sample size leads to 
less scouting so far as well from opposing teams. There's not a ton of probably scout tape on him at this point, but he's a guy that uh, he's an extremely cheap price for a reason. He's at Coors Field, but he's a guy that keeps the ball on the ground. He has a 3.10 ground ball to fly ball ratio this season. And uh, it, I believe there's probably going to be low ownership on him. Obviously, that's probably the case. So you, you have a chance to take advantage. But his he has a 2.57 fielder independent pitching FIP at home this season, which supports his 2.63 ERA. Cool and uh, and he has a solid strikeout rate in, in, as well. He has 26 strikeouts and 24 innings at home in Denver. And uh, and like I mentioned, I feel like there's a good chance for run support and a win in that game, and I I I could see him being a good play for how cheap he is. Holy cow, Chris! You may have just convinced me to use a Coors Field pitcher tonight because at first glance I was like, whoa, what the heck are you talking about today? But as you explain it, uh, at, with the matchup and his ground ball ability, because that's key in Coors, you got to keep the ball on the ground because if it gets up in the air, which is one of Smiley's big problems, who he'll be going up against, uh, you're absolutely toast. So I can very much see. Oh cow! I'll probably I'll probably put at least a dollar lineup together with Anderson tonight just to see how it goes because you're right that low ownership is exactly what you need in GPPs and Anderson not a bad chance to deliver here. Um, the pitcher I I went with who I think is maybe a little bit of a safer play but uh, also has quite a bit of variance among his starts. That's Mike Leak at 6,900 against the Padres. Now he gets a matchup, a home matchup for one, where the Cardinals are minus 170 favorites, and the over-under on that's only about 8.5. He gets a home matchup against Christian Frederick, who, uh, you know, up and down this year, and he gets that Padres lineup who, you know, maybe are getting Melvin Upton back from the bereavement list. I guess Justin Upton was on the bereavement list as well, so watch my outfield recommendation earlier just to make sure he's back and starting and everything. But Mike Leak... Firmly handled the Brewers right before the All-Star break. He gets a good matchup. He's got Vegas on his side. Uh, I, I just think that for under $7,000, you can do a lot worse as a pitcher. Now, the only thing is he doesn't necessarily bring the strikeout upside. And maybe Tyler Anderson does that with, uh, you know, if a quarter of those race strike out against them. Who knows what could happen here? But I like Mike Leake. I also couldn't argue with someone who wanted to go against Matt Whistler. The uh, the Reds haven't had the greatest of luck against uh, right-handed pitchers, and I always like Whistler as a tournament option because I think he'll get it together sooner or later. Leake and Whistler both sit at 6,900. Decent options for me today. It's all or nothing for me, Chris. I don't know if you agree, but there's that top tier where there's a couple pitchers I could use. I'm skipping over the entire middle tier and then looking down to that $6,000 tier. I see you nodding your head. Are you kind of in the same mindset there? Yeah, I would agree with you. None of those names in the middle of the tier really stick out. Like the one you mentioned, I did look at Nola himself, but then I looked at some of the bats that are available against him, and I, I still mm-hmm. I, I don't trust him enough to go with him. There aren't really any any pitchers in the middle of that price range that i that i really trust enough to go with tonight yeah it's very scary we'll call this the all or nothing slate this evening here uh real quick uh, as you mentioned a lot chris a lot of weather happening tonight we've got five games right around 50 percent chance of rain uh so the yankees orioles of course, if you're going with that Orioles stack, definitely want to check out the weather in New York. Marlins Phillies, as you alluded to earlier, the Fernandez Nola users might want to consider that. Keep the weather up. Padres at Cardinals. Again, my tournament play, Mike Leake. Going to want to watch that weather, 48%. Uh, another game that we seem to come around to a lot was the Braves and the Reds. 45% chance of rain. And then there's the Coors game. If that if something happens with that one, that's going to affect a load of lineups here. Uh, so Rays at Rockies, 44%. So delays possible. None are looking too imminent here. Uh, so 
again, Chris, gives you all the more reason to check out the Rotowire lineups and the weather page uh, this evening prior to setting up those lineups here. Well, thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. Remember that first time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via Rotowire can get six months of complimentary access. Otherwise, to check out rotowire.com on your own, just go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod. Once again, I'm here with Chris Benzine. Follow him at crispy272002. I'm Jake Litarski. Follow me at jakeski52. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with me and John McKechnie. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.